Chapter 21 of Pee Wee Harris on the Trail. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Pee Wee Harris on the Trail by Percy Keith Fitzhugh. Chapter 21 Seeing Things. Stop Blue Car 50792 eagle on front out of the solemn darkness someone somewhere had called to peter piper of piper's crossroads had stolen like a silent ghost to his little window and bidden him watch far away that arresting voice may have been away off in the big world and none could say how far or near or where or how it spoke calling in the endless wilderness of night. But it spoke to Peter Piper of Piper's Crossroads, to Peter Piper, Pioneer Scout. And Peter Piper, with the aid of the only scout companion that he had, read it and was prepared, as it is the way of a scout to be. He did not dare to hope that he was being drawn into the actual circle of scouting, he would not know how to act among those natty strangers. Wonderful as they were, with their pathfinding and all that, they could hardly penetrate to his humble, sequestered little home. Peter Piper, of Piper's Crossroads, was not going to allow himself to dream any extravagantly impossible dreams. The nickel flashlight and a correspondence with some unknown brother that was as far as his hopes carried. He had still a lingering and persistent feeling that this whole amazing business was unreal, that he had been dreaming it, or at least reading a meaning where there was none. He knew that he could see trees and the stars in Hawley's Pond when there was none there. Might not this be the same? He had expected some time or other to make a signal fire and give this scout voice a tryout with some simple word. He had not expected to be aroused and called to service by this spectral, mysterious command. What should he do? Set it down to his own deceiving fancy and go back to his handbook? Return to the wholesome realities of stalking and trailing which filled those engrossing pages? Poor Peter Piper felt that he had made a sort of bold excursion from Piper's crossroads into the realm of miracles, and that he had better not let that weird apparition over beyond the graveyard dupe and mock him. Perhaps he had been seeing things. Yet there were the long and short flashes and they had spelled that warning message, or else he had gone out of his senses and been dreaming. He hardly knew what to think, now that he had time to think. His credulity soon gained the upper hand. He began to doubt his own eyes, and he was just a bit ashamed of what he was resolved to do. At all events, he would have the delight of doing it, and no one would know. He would act just as a real scout would really act if the message was real and true. Stealing down the creaky boxed-in stairs, he got a lantern from the kitchen and lighted it. 
the actual performance of this practical act made his experience of the last few minutes seem fanciful unreal he was no longer under the spell of that ghostly column and he was not so sure that he believed in it to bestir himself upon the authority of such an uncanny warning seemed rather foolish he almost found it easier now to believe that he had seen some spectral thing in the graveyard as he emerged from the house the familiar things about him seemed to mock his vision of a warning message in the sky the startled chickens in the little hen-house resettled themselves comfortably on their perches as if not to be disturbed by such nonsense the calf resting at the end of his pegged rope arose looked about him and lay down again as if he would not be a party to poor peter's absurd nocturnal enterprise the darkness and the vastness of the wooded country seemed to chill peter's hopes now that the gripping spell was over he hardly knew what to think with his jackknife he cut a piece from the rope which held the calf and moved the peg nearer to the animal which looked curiously on at this unexpected abridgment of its fear of freedom it almost seemed to peter that the calf was laughing at him this piece of rope he stretched across the road fastening one end to the rotten gatepost long deserted by its gate the other to a tree then he hung the lantern midway of this line this seemed as much as his waning hope justified but on second thought he stole into the house took a black tomato crate marker from the kitchen shelf and on a paper flower bag printed the words danger road closed this he hung upon the rope near the lantern then he sat down on the old carriage block where they used to stand the milk cans and waited he felt rather foolish waiting there and he wondered what he should do if a big car with the number five zero seven nine two and an eagle on it should really come along the night was pitch dark somewhere in the lonely woods hard by the screech owl was still calling and the brisk autumn wind freshening as the night advanced into the wee hours conjured up strange noises in the loose hanging sticks of the old ramshackle fence along the roadside dried leaves driven by the fitful gusts of wind sounded like someone or something hurrying by now indeed peter's fine hopes melted away as he waited there in the darkness to be sure this was a main road as likely a route as any thereabouts for autos and in the daytime many passed there but as he waited there in the deep enveloping night and heard no sound save the haunting voices caused by the wind and the low monotonous singing of the forest life it seemed unthinkable that any thrilling sequel of his singular experience in his little room could occur everything was the same as usual the crickets chirping the owl calling the little graveyard down the road wrapped in darkness glory was not going to knock on the humble door of peter piper of piper's crossroads peter glanced down the dark road toward the graveyard 
he had always hurried past that spot when coming home from the crossroads at night once he had seen a ghostly figure on the stone wall which on more careful inspection the next morning proved to be the sexton's shovel with his hat on top of it the little church was around the bend of the road within the hallowed acre suddenly as peter glanced in the direction where the old leaning gravestones were wrapped in darkness he saw something which harrowed his very soul and made his blood run cold one of these stones was bathed in a dim shadowy light it was startling to see just one stone and no others it was not a light so much as an area of gossamer brightness that enveloped it a kind of gauze shroud peter gazed unable to stir his breaths coming short and fast then this dim shroud left the tombstone and glided slowly through the graveyard shedding its hovering brightness upon a small area of the stone wall as it crossed and came steadily steadily over toward peter piper end of chapter twenty one recording by john brandon